0: SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I am Brad Brown with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Chatting all things sports. MoneyWeb team back on your radio tomorrow at 6. Coming your way on tonight's show, we'll be talking about the Sascock inquiry that's taking place at Ellis Park. Uh, It's been going for about two weeks now. And uh, lots of uh, revelations coming out of that Lots of bombshells too. We'll chat to Valili Mbuli about it. He's been following it very, very closely. We'll also take a look at tonight and tomorrow night's for Champions League action. Two matters tonight to look forward to and another two tomorrow. And then uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear from Custer Semenya towards the end of tonight's show as well as Bafana Bafana coach Stuart Baxter. Let's start with news making headlines Though Baraka FC have announced that coach Kotloko Tobejane has been released from his position with immediate effect Tobejane was shown the door after appearing at a second club hearing for allegedly drinking on the team bus After their 2-0 loss to Free State Stars at the beginning of last month He had failed to show up for his initial hearing last week but was present last night SABC sport journalist Letaba Kanyaho has more
1: Sebastian confirmed to SABC Sport that he
2: was given his dismissal letter today, but also did not divulge what he was charged with.
1: That outspoken coach also says he is okay with the decision and will take some time to think about his future. Efforts to get a comment from the club were unsuccessful.
0: Meanwhile, it is
2: believed that McDonald Makubid will continue in his role as interim head
1: coach. Leta Wachanyago, Sport, Polokwane.
0: There's some live football action taking place in Luanda. At the moment, Supersport uh, United are in action against Petro Atletico. 73 minutes in there and still no score as it stands right. Now, two matches in the UEFA Champions League. As I mentioned, taking place. Liverpool host Porto. They've got a 5-0 aggregate lead that they take to Anfield tonight. And PSG welcome Real Madrid who lead the tight 3-1 on aggregate. Today also officially marks 100 days to the start of the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. The world's greatest sporting showpiece will be on from the 14th of June to the 15th of July. 32 nations, 42 matches live on SABC 1 and 19 radio stations. SABC is the official broadcaster of the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. 32 nations, 44 matches live on SABC1 and 19 SABC radio stations. The 2018
3: FIFA World Cup Russia.
0: On to some rugby news now. Former Springbok Centre Jacques Ferry has taken a dual role as player and coach for Australian outfit the Western Force. Dumped from Super Rugby at the start of the season, the Force are looking to Ferry to help them rebuild over the next couple of years. The 35-year-old will operate as a defensive coach while also playing a few games for the franchise. In, uh, in cricket news, Aidan Markram's heroics in the first test against Australia in Durban have seen him break into the top 20 in the ICC test batting rankings for the first time in his career. It's taken the 23-year-old just seven tests to get there, with scores of 32 and 143 in the Durban test. It's helped him climb 28 spots to 19th. Other South African movements, AB De Villiers' first innings of 71 not out, was enough to move him up one spot into 12th. In live T20 action, it's coming to you from Colombo this evening, Sri Lanka up against India, India posting 174 for the loss of 5, Sri Lanka currently 136 for the loss of 5, that after 14.5 overs, they need another 39 runs uh, with 5 wickets in hand off 32 balls. On to cycling now. Good news for Team Dimension data for Quebecer Mark Cavendish will recur- return to racing tomorrow when the Tirreno Adratico gets underway. Meanwhile, former Tour de France winner Bradley Wiggins has defended himself uh, against accusations that he and Team Sky used permitted medication for performance gain and said he was the victim of a malicious smear. The five-time Olympic gold medalist told the BBC following the publication of the British Parliamentary Committee report on doping into the sport yesterday that he had not cheated. The Report said the team had crossed an ethical line by using for performance enhancement drugs that are allowed for medical purposes. No, we didn't. Uh, not any time during my career did we cross the ethical line. Um, as I've said before, I had a medical condition that I went to a doctor. This has been being treated since back in 2003 when I was diagnosed with it through the doctors at British Cycling at that time. This was the treatment that I'd been prescribed for that particular occasion, which was what, seven years ago now. And um, under specialist supervision as well, and in place of the rules of that time, which you were allowed to apply for, for use for this medication. And finally, in boxing news, Sol Canelo Alvarez has tested positive for a banned substance, that ahead of his 5th of May rematch against Gennady Golovkin. Alvarez's promoters blamed the positive test on contaminated meat over the last few years. that's impacted dozens of athletes in Mexico. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some Sascock. SAFM Sports Rap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And over the last uh, week and a bit, there's been uh, a pretty interesting inquiry that's been happening. Uh, at Ellis Park into Sascock. I've been following it fairly closely. It's uh, very involved, to say the least. But uh, to say that there have been a few drum- uh, bombshells dropped uh, is an understatement. We join now by SABC Sport journalist Valile Mbouli, who's been following it very closely. Valile, well, uh, Valile welcome on uh, SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Before we get into what's happening at this inquiry, just fill us in, give us some background. Why is this inquiry happening, first of all?
2: Uh, yes, Brad. You will understand that um, a few members of the South African Sports Commission and Olympic Committee, uh, that South Park, uh, the, the board members, they wrote to the then Minister of Sport uh to last month, say, to complain about uh, the going on, um, some of the things that are happening inside this board, and and also um, the issues around the legal fees as well. On the case involving the three dismissed officials that include the former CEO, Tabi the former CFO, uh, Finesh Maharaj, and the former executive um, in Reddy's uh, office, uh, in, in John Kelly. So, after getting all these um, allegations from the board members and also some federations as well, especially uh, big federations like Cricket South Africa, like Safa, that also wrote to the minister complaining, and the minister decided to institute this Ministerial Committee of Inquiry that would look at these whole allegations broadly, uh, including submissions from all these different people, and uh, this is what they did uh, to come up with this Ministerial Committee of Inquiry that started sitting from two weeks ago.
0: Lily, you mentioned that there have been allegations from various quarters. It's not just one or two disgruntled people who have a, a beef with Saskok. This is very wide-ranging. I mean, like you say, it comes from various sporting codes, uh, and if anybody's followed what's been going on at Saskok over the last few years, often where there's smoke, there's fire, and we're starting to see that there is definitely fire. Tell us about some of the, the, the sort of revelations that have come out of this inquiry so far over the last couple of weeks.
2: I think the one that has been clear so far, um, also this is stemming from um, what is happening at First today, is how dysfunctional uh, the current board is, and also how divided uh, this current board is. Uh, this is a board that is you've got a 14-member board, and the the, the the way things are going now, you find that there's seven, seven this side, so there's a group that is following. Uh, the president of First Cork, Gideon Sam, and you also have a group that is also following um, Tabiredi the, 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 the former CEO. But most importantly, there's, there's an issue about the elections of 2016 um, which are said to have been illegitimate. And they are illegitimate because, um, according to those who are putting that point across, there are some members who are not supposed to partake in those elections, because they are not eligible um, to contest the election. This includes the vice president of Saskatchewan, uh, Barry Hendricks, as also includes uh, Mr. Squala as well, who was also elected, uh, in fact, who were co-opted as a board member um, into this, because they come from sports councils, and according to the Sasko Constitution, only those members who are coming from federation would be eligible to stand for the elections. And again today, um, we had a former Sasko uh, legal adviser. he also happens to be the former uh, SAFA CEO, um, Raymond Heck, uh, who was also testifying, and uh, also in his testimony, he did confirm that um, this board is illegitimate because... He, at the instruction of Mr. Reddy at the time, he had sought some uh, legal opinions from two senior councils who also did say that uh, these elections cannot continue in this fashion where there are people who are not supposed to uh, contest the election because they're not eligible, but they went on nevertheless, and uh, this is the situation that we we'll find ourselves
0: in today. Yeah, one of the big sticking points as well around Saskock has been the, the spending of funds on on things that aren't necessarily in the best interest of the athletes. And you mentioned legal fees and and disciplinary hearings. I mean, there's talk that there was 5.6 million rand spent on on an independent disciplinary inquiry which resulted in the recent dismissals of the three senior employees. But one of the things that really upsets me, and, and I've seen a lot of athletes have a lot to say about this on social media over the last 24 hours, is the matter of... Allowances and and what the the executive is spending when they go to Olympic Games and it's thousands and thousands of rand a day that these these executives are getting when they turn around and say that they can't fund athletes. It, it, I mean, it boggles the mind, really. I'm I'm I mean I'm at a lost for words hearing things like this coming out. And this is
2: something uh, great, that should not be happening in our sport. We're at a time when the sporting industry is uh, seriously struggling, and more especially when it comes to attracting uh, sponsors. And not only because of uh, maladministration around the governing of, 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 of the game, but also because uh, we're in difficult uh, economic um, times, uh, uh, not just in Africa, but around the world. So the list that we've got, we've got to save it. Uh, for the people that deserve it the most. And this time, it's the athletes that deserve it the most. But now this embezzlement of funds that is coming from the federation, that is coming from the leaders of sport, uh, is really something that we, we, we really don't appreciate. And in fact, this is something that needs uh, to be challenged. And I think maybe um, this process that the minister has instituted here yeah, um, will, will come up with something. I mean, you talk about uh, <laughs> the monies that are going to the pockets of um, these sports leaders. I will also introduce you into something else that has been um, raised by the committee, and it again was raised today. In fact, yesterday, the committee was saying, out of the submissions they've been going through, and stemming from the minutes, the board meetings, uh, the minutes of the board meetings of Saskatchewan that have been going through, bred, less than 10% of the content discussed uh, in those board meetings is about cost post issues. The rest is just about disputes, elections, who's getting what, who's getting what. And again today, um, this was also confirmed by someone who, for a very long time, he's been a, a legal advisor uh, to, to, to Suscock in, in Raymond Head, that 99%, he said 99% of what he had dealt with during his time was just about disputes and not about the court's issue. So, yeah. this is a serious problem. Yeah. And, al- and also, on the issues around the legal fees, there's some serious inconsistency uh, as well uh, in terms of uh, divulging the, the right amounts uh, around that. Because one alleged earlier that um, the SASCOP board, and at that time, Vice President Barry Hendricks was doing the presentation to, to Parliament. Somebody earlier here from Volleyball had alleged that uh, Hendricks. Uh, misrepresented the parliament by diverging wrong information that they had spent 2.9 million rands on legal fees. Yet, yesterday, he was giving 5.6 million rands. And again, previously, another member of the finance committee, uh, I think this was uh, Ms. Uh, Mary King, she had said they have spent 4.6 million. But yesterday, we then had uh, the chairperson of the finance committee, Koppos Mare, saying they have spent... Um, about 4 million and others are claiming it's 6.2 million. So you, you can see there's just a lot of things around this.
0: It's absolutely ridiculous, if uh, you have to be honest. And you think of uh, the likes of someone like uh, Sunet Filyun, uh, who had major fights with Saskok about getting uh, her, her pittance uh, of, of a salary to be one of uh, South Africa's top athletes in the build-up to those Olympic Games. And, and here we're talking about millions of ran uh, that has just been wasted. But, uh, Valile, it's still a long way to go, and there are one or two witnesses later this week who, who should uh, drop a few more bombshells. I believe Toby Reddy is going to be testifying later this week.
2: Yes, uh, remember today we're on Day 6, so uh, the, the committee will resume on Thursday, and uh, Thursday will be Day 7, and I think it's, it's, it's anticipated to be the most uh, explosive uh, testimony to come out uh, of this inquiry yet. Uh, so we're looking forward to Thursday to ready, uh the dismissed the CFO, Vinesh Maharaj, uh, Jean Kelly, who's also one of the chief officials, officials, will all be testifying on the day. Already, I'm told that has submitted in um, papers about yeah, 770 uh, pages of information. Uh, so it looks like yeah, it's going, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting, and I, I and I think so far stories around conflict of interest um, administration fraud corruption all those things uh, they are all coming out here but at some stage the authenticity of these things has got to be proven
0: Yeah, and the sad thing is uh, at the end of the day it's the athletes who suffer Valili Mbouli thank you so much for that update uh, we look forward to chatting again soon and we'll keep a close eye on it on Thursday as well thanks for your time tonight
2: thank you bud
3: The greatest story will unfold in Russia as the world gathers for one of the biggest global sporting events, the FIFA World Cup. It is the battle between 32 nations from the 14th of June to the 15th of July 2018. Tune in live to SABC TV channels and SABC radio stations. SABC is the official broadcaster of the FIFA World Cup 2018, Russia.
0: The greatest story. Unfolding SAFM Sports Wrap. It's a big football to look forward to tonight and tomorrow night in Europe as well. The UEFA Champions League. Two matters tonight, two tomorrow. We're joined now by freelance sports journal Daniel Gallin. Uh, Daniel, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap once again. Nice to
4: touch base. Yeah, good to be uh, back again. Thanks, Brad.
0: Daniel, some uh, cool football to look forward to tonight. Uh, Liverpool-Porto, let's touch on that for a moment. Liverpool coming home to Anfield with five goals in the bag. Uh, I think if Porto is going to win this one, they need Liverpool's bus <laughs> to break down and not to arrive. Uh, they've got a mountain to climb. I can't see Liverpool losing this one.
4: No, no, absolutely not. This, Liverpool have this in the bag. And, and uh, as much as a United fan, and as much as it pains me to say, Liverpool have been fantastic in recent weeks. Uh, they'll obviously go through in this tie after hammering the Portuguese league leaders 5-0. Uh, Porto manager Sergio Conseco, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, has said that the side will go out to defend history, but I, I can't see it happening. Um, Jurgen Klopp has probably got an opportunity now to field some of his lesser-known players and give some other guys a bit of a run. He'll probably rest for Mino and Salah. Uh, I expect Mane will start, but he might get hooked after 60-odd minutes. Uh, but this is quite a good opportunity to put Ole, uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain through the middle um, in that central role that he's been craving. And also, we can get a chance to see Danny Ings or Dominique Solanke play up front.
0: Yeah, it is... a. Uh... It's quite a luxury for, for Jürgen Klopp to go into a clash like this and, and play around with, like you say, those sort of combinations and that sort of thing. But the game I'm really looking forward to tonight is PSG real Madrid. Uh, 3-1 uh, on that one to, uh, to PSG. Mm. Madrid got the, uh, got the away goal, but, uh, uh, not, PSG's got the away goal, but, uh, it, it's an interesting scoreline from an aggregate perspective because it's, it's not, too far away to not even bother chasing it, but it's a it's a nice buffer to
4: have. Well, no, certainly, and and the interesting thing about this game is that at the start of the tie, we looked at this tie, we looked at this fixture and said getting knocked out at this stage would probably represent failure for both sides. And I've read today that Unai Emery could even get the sack if his team Ars- if his team are sent packing tonight. Um, the Paris faithful have done as much as they can. They've lit flares outside the hotel. Uh, of the Real Madrid players, they try to keep their up by making a lot of noise. So, the, so the city's clearly up for it. I just don't know. It, 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 it'll be a very interesting game because obviously um, Neymar is out, but that gives Del de Maria the chance to, to to be the main man. And let's not forget he's still a very very good footballer. He's got 13 goals in his last 14 games, I and mean, he he wasn't even on the bench in the first leg, but he will be desperate to get one over his former club. It's 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 probably just enough for PSG three one. I see. I uh, 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 rather Real Madrid. I see PSG winning this game, but I can't see them keeping Real Madrid out. Uh, this this competition has galvanised the the Madrid side, and Ronaldo's back scoring. Bale got one this weekend. I see a PSG win on the night, but I, I see Madrid going through.
0: You, you mentioned Neymar. I mean, he is just such a great player. Obviously, out, he's mm. undergone surgery in uh, back home in in Brazil. How much are they going to miss him tonight?
4: Well, they're obviously, going to miss him immensely. I mean, he's He's certainly, outside of Ronaldo and Messi, who are coming to the end of their careers, he's definitely the the world's best player. He He's just got an ability to win games. Done. In fact, uh, if you remember last year when, when Barcelona came from behind and, and dramatically beat PSG, that was probably one of the best games Neymar's ever played. And he single-handedly dragged that Barcelona side over the line. So they'll definitely miss him. But, you know, it, it's funny when you've got a player like that uh, who can kind of who makes the whole side revolve around him. Maybe some of the other players might might lift their games, and this could be a more complete team performance from PSG. They're a very good side going forward. I think they are a bit vulnerable at the back. There's definitely goals in PSG tonight, but I can't see them keeping out Madrid.
0: It's uh, been a, a pretty impressive campaign for the English sides. We mentioned Liverpool tomorrow night. Two mm. English teams in action, both at home. Man City hosting Basel, and Tottenham Hotspur up against Juventus. Tottenham yes. Hotspur will be thrilled with the way they came back in the first leg, two all on aggregate. There, they've got two away goals. Uh, as long as mm. they, as long as they're pretty tight at the back, they've got a, they've got a good shot of, of advancing.
4: Yeah, I, I actually see both. Both English clubs going through tomorrow night. Obviously, City have got the big lead, but Spurs. Are, I think Spurs can be confident. They've got they've got a real engine room in the, in, in the middle there, with um, you know some some really hard working central midfielders. And they could have had more goals. Yes, I know uh, in the last game, I know Gonzalo Higuain was a bit wasteful. But Harry, if Harry Kane was a touch more clinical, this tie could be over already. What will be interesting to, uh, to tomorrow will be the battle in midfield as as Tanić and Eriksson. You think that the winner of that will go a long way to determining. Who goes through? Um, but I think that'll depend on the defensive midfielders around them. And I think Ericsson probably just sh- shades that. He's got guys like Musa Bele who just runs his socks off sun and will just keep bombing forward and bombing back. It'll be a, this is probably the, the tie of the, of the round.
0: Yeah and then uh, Manchester City tomorrow night Basel I think we'll be keeping an eye on Porto tonight to see what uh, the, the way they approach a massive deficit but they've also got a mountain to climb mm. uh, they can see no. it four at home they, there's no coming back from that against a team like
4: No City. no certainly not and, and and look truthfully Man City uh, could probably make a very strong case for themselves of for being the favorites in this competition you look around PSG are probably going after tonight. Madrid haven't been at their best. Even Barcelona, who are who are going to win a Liga, aren't the glittering side they once were. Bayern are doing well in their league, but but aren't really challenged. I think this Man Manchester team is is by far and away the best in Europe. And no, Basel have absolutely no hope. I mean, they they're also in, tr- in a bit of trouble at home. They are 12 points, I think, 14 points behind new boys in their league. though so they do have two games in hand. So they'll they'll probably want to show a, a better account of themselves in their final outing in Europe this season. But Man City's second team is probably one of the best teams in Europe, let alone their first team. So I expect Vincent Kompany will get another run out. Yaya Torre will also get some game time, which will be great for fans of African football. But whatever side City feels at home, they, they should be far too much for Basel.
0: It's going to be too late nights. Uh, I think there'll be lots of sleeping in tomorrow morning. <laughs> Daniel, thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Trip. Enjoy the footy.
4: No, pleasure. Thanks very much. Sometimes issues are raised and contested through strikes, riots, protests, and labor unrest, which could leave your car, property, or business building exposed to damage. That's why you need special risk cover with Sashria. Sashria is the only insurance company that offers special risk insurance to protect the assets of all South Africans against extraordinary risks. Be a step ahead of the unexpected. Ask your broker about Sashria today or visit sashria.co.za for more info. Sashria is an authorized FSP. Sasria, covering the extraordinary. Special
0: assignment has moved to a new time slot. Since 1998, we can assure you our commitment to our viewers has never changed. Our world-class investigative journalists still work overtime to expose the truth, no matter how deeply it's hidden. Catch special assignment now on Sundays, 9.30 p.m. SABC 3. SAFM Sports Wrap. Staying with football, Bafana Bafana coach Stuart Baxter says the time has come for radical transformation in the senior team. Starting with international friendlies this month, Baxter says he'll be blooding a lot more youthful team going forward following the disappointment of missing out on qualification for the FIFA World Cup in Russia in June. The former Supersport United and Kaiser Chiefs head coach says it's time to focus on the youngsters.
3: We are absolutely at a crossroads and unless we do something that is I don't like using the word radical because that, but apparently they do it safer because people have been saying radical transformation all the time. But I mean, I just think that we've got to make a conscious decision to make a bit of a leap. And I, and I don't think that will be easy. I think some players will need to be, will need to be moved to one side to give younger players a, a chance to, to gain name. I mean, just that, just that one thing about young players and, and older players. And I'm, and I'm sure if I ask everybody around, the, around this table, do you want young South Africans to have a chance in the national team? And then you say, well, how are we going to do that?
0: SABC Sport has also learned from Baxter during a roundtable breakfast meeting with the media this morning that their planned tour to Asia for a mini-tournament in Thailand has been cancelled. They will instead play in a four-nation tournament against neighbours Zambia, Zimbabwe and Angola in Lusaka as part of preparing for the 2019 African Nations Cup qualifiers, which resume later this year and
3: I can be open and say this because I've been, I've been massively
0: massively upset this morning
3: because we've only just finalised our, our fixture for this window we were going to go to Thailand It's and m- m- uh, an up a longer winding road I have only just found out where we're going so South House have got we have our weeding to do without dwelling on that
0: Baxter is expected to announce the squad to play in the three-nation tournament next Monday and it's expected that he'll blood the youthful talent, mainly players excelling in the PSL and those that have been part of the junior national teams.
3: When we play a friendly international, we are so passionate about our football in this country, we want to win every game. So we play a friendly international against, let's say, Mali. And Marley send an experimental team and we pick our absolutely best team. Why? Because no one accepts that we don't win and then we, then we win 1-0 and we're really really happy but we've had our best team out no kids have got an experience but we're happy for that moment and we go down the line over the two years and, the, and our best players are racking up the caps and our young ones get a 15 minutes here and there and so we've got, to, we've got to I was just actually talking about it down there we've got to get to a point where we understand that if those young ones when we have a World Cup qualifier, let me take an example, Tabakum Okwena. Tabakum Okwena, I believe, is a talent. I believe we've got more than him, but let me use him as an example. If he doesn't get some big game experience, and we get two, down, two years down the road, and we're in a World Cup qualifier and we throw him in, he's going to be useless. And then we'll all hammer him and say he's not good enough, and we'll throw him away, and we'll go to the next big talent. We've been doing that. We've been doing that for a long time. And so when I say radical, I mean that we've got to think differently.
0: The 64-year-old British-born coach also used the platform to end the speculation that he's earning a million rand a month. He went as far as revealing that Safer took some money from his package to pay for his buyout clause at Supersport United. Works.
3: I understand who's that, who's, that, who's that aimed at. By the way, both of those facts, the supposed facts, are not true. I earn just about a kick in the ass off what I earned at a Club Love. I, I, if anybody doesn't know, I paid, I paid out of my salary to SuperSport to leave because I was so passionate about wanting, wanting the job. So all this million a million a month is absolutely fantasy. But that's a by the by.
0: On to some athletics now. Olympic and world champion Casta Semenya says it's always been her dream to compete in the 1,000 meter event in her career, or 10,000 meter event rather in her career. She was speaking at a press conference for the second Liquid Telecom Athletics Grand Prix event at the Tux Stadium in Pretoria, which takes place on Thursday night. Semenya, who specialises in the 800 and 1500 meter events, has never participated in the 10,000 uh, in the 1,000 meter event. The 27-year-old says she's looking. for forward to her first thousand meter.
1: As an athlete you speak to your own plans, uh, obviously actually, uh, we have our own goals, uh, obviously for me uh, a thousand is uh, one of the race that I've been dreaming of running, uh, obviously if we check the statistics, uh, uh, the, the national record is uh, about 3:37. Uh, yeah, obviously we will be going to be chasing you know, the split, obviously. So for me, it's, uh, it's always uh, been all about me going, you know, enjoying myself. You know, it's not about competition, but it's only about uh, entertaining my people, you know, it's my, it's my home soil, you know, I'm in my home ground, so I uh, will not disappoint my people. But obviously I have to go also enjoy with the ladies, you know, it depends uh, how they want to run a race. So obviously, uh, if we hit it, you know, from start, uh, you know, the easier it gets. But obviously, if you, you want to go hard, the more on the sprinting, you know, I'm capable of doing the impossible. It <laughs> 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 sounds like a threat. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a threat, it's just an effect, you understand? So, what I'm saying is that if we try to hit the split, you know, it favors all. Yeah. But if you try to wave and kick, you know what will happen?
0: Semenya will compete uh, with two Ugandans, uh, Halimiya Nakaya and Winnie Nanyondo. All three will be competing in the event for the very first time who was the flag bearer for Uganda at the Rio Olympics in Brazil, won a gold medal at the 2011 Commonwealth Youth Games. The 23-year-old posted uh, Commonwealth qualifying time in Reimsich last week and is looking forward to racing against Semenya.
1: The race, it was awesome because my target was to qualify for Commonwealth Games. So I was so excited that uh, I hit the qualification mark you know, it would have been slightly disappointing to go for Olympics, World Championship and you miss Commonwealth. So I was just excited that uh, even me I'm going to take part in Commonwealth. So, so I'm so grateful that I'm going to compete again with my competitor Semenya. So I'm just excited. I tried that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just excited. During training, uh, but uh, international level competing, it's going to be my first time. But uh, I feel I'm ready to compete.
0: Two quick uh, score updates for you. Supersport United has uh, drawn nil all against Petro de Luanda. Uh, at the Estadio 11 de Novembro in Luanda in their CAF Confederations Cup leg uh, last 32 first leg clash so a great result for Matatanta and in some cricket news Sri Lanka have beaten India in the first T20 uh, match of their series they chased down 175 to win they did it with uh, 9 balls to spare fantastic uh, victory for Sri Lanka and that's it for the show tonight coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news it is the talk shop Thank you very much to my team in Johannesburg, uh, Phineas and Loyola. Thanks, gents. And don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, sport at safm.co.za is the email address, or you can reach out via social media at SAFMRadio or to me personally at BigBradBrown. Thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock in time for your news.